Welcome to Unstoppable Grace. I'm Heidi. I'm Danielle. I'm Laura. And together we've watched God work through our struggles, heartbreaks, setbacks, and even our most shameful failures to bring beauty from brokenness. In this podcast, we bring to you those stories, along with truths from the Bible, trusting that He can use them to meet you where you're at, shine hope, and speak freedom into your life. On our own, we are so far from great, but by His grace, we we are unstoppable. unstoppable. Is there something that you're waiting on God for right now? Maybe you're getting tired of waiting and you don't know when his provision is going to come in and you're not sure when to cross the line between waiting and actually taking action and making something happen. That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Now, this is a little bit of a different episode. I'm actually here all by myself. Hey, guys, it's Laura. Nice to talk to you. Um, Heidi was out uh, camping in the boonies with her family, and Danielle has been kind of pressed for work here, so we're just trying stuff a little different here. And uh, it's just me coming here to bring you a story. Um, It's actually perfect timing because I just recently had this moment where God really taught me something about waiting for him. So I'm here to share that with you today, and hopefully it can be an encouragement to you as well. So I have a confession. I slept with Hagar. All right, do you remember that story in the Bible where Abraham was promised to be a father of many nations, that God made this promise to him that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the sky or the sand on the seashore? Now, there was one problem. See, Abraham was married to Sarah, and she was barren. She couldn't have any children. But God promised to make Abraham a great nation. He promised he'd have many descendants. And and so Abraham couldn't really put the pieces together. And he waited many years for God to fulfill this promise. But one day, Sarah decided to take things in her own hands. And she said, listen, Abraham, God has given you this this promise. And he's given you me as a wife. And I can't bear you any children. So let's have children through my servant, Hagar. So you can sleep with her. And then we're going to have children. Well, Abraham, of course, took his wife's advice and slept with her servant girl, and she got pregnant and had a child. Now, this is not actually what God had in mind. You see, when God makes a promise, he always makes a way, and we don't have to take it into our own hands and do things on ourselves to to, to make things happen, um, especially when it goes against uh, your better morals and better judgment. Well... So I was waiting on God to provide hay for my horses. Now, you may think that sounds really small, um, but here's the problem. It's been really rainy lately. There hasn't been much hay happening, and I have a truck that really can't pull my trailer very far, so I need to find hay very close by. And if I don't find it, my horse will die. Like, he literally cannot be on grass. He's got a, a an issue of laminitis, they call it. He can't be on grass, so he needs hay to survive. And I was down to, like... A couple bales left like only only a few days left of, of hay and I was I really felt in my heart that God just told me to give that to him to surrender that to him and trust him to provide because when God gives me God gave me these horses he gives me the responsibility of caring for them and he's asking me to trust him to provide and I did I prayed earnestly and I trusted and I believed that God was gonna provide this hay for my horses now it was getting pretty pretty serious. <laughs> I woke up one morning. Um, I had a terrible dream. It was actually completely unrelated to horses, but I woke up in that state of anxiety. And of course, the first thing I thought about when I woke up with that anxious feeling in my heart was, oh my goodness, I'm down to two bales of hay left. I've got to find hay now or my horse is going to die. So I <laughs> broke my own rule. 
have a very strict rule of not flipping open my phone in the morning until like an hour later, until after I've gotten up, I've had breakfast, I've spent some time with God, I've settled my hearts and my heart and my thoughts for the day, and then I can flip open my phone and tune into the world. But if I do that before, oh, you guys, it's so easy to just get sucked into reaction mode instead of living your life intentionally. So anyway, that morning I broke my own rule and before even getting out of bed, I flipped open Kijiji and started scrolling through hay for sale ads. And there wasn't really much there, but there was one that was just an eight minute drive away from my place. And I thought, this is it. This is perfect. This is, well, the only issue was the bales were $13.75 a bale. $13.75 for a square bale is a lot. Like normally $8 a bale is getting expensive. This was really crazy, but I guess this guy could take advantage of the system because there's not a lot of hay out there to be found. So I jumped on it. I thought, great, thanks God, this is your provision. I'm gonna go and fly out the door and get this hay before running off to work. Now, I was in so much panic and such haste that I flew out the door, I hooked up the horse trailer, didn't even bother to check and see if the horse trailer door was closed, which it wasn't, and I flew down the driveway and it flew open and busted the hitch. So that's another big bill I'm gonna have to cover here. And I got to pick up the hay, I brought it back. You know, it was really expensive hay, but he said it was 60 pound bales, so that's really big. Well, I brought them back and they didn't look that big. And so I weighed them and they're only 45 pounds. And I paid 13.75 for them and I busted my trailer. Well, you guys are not gonna believe this, but the next morning I woke up and I had a text on my phone from a guy who I had previously um, questioned about hay and he didn't have any at the time, but he texted me and said that he had a fresh batch of hay that morning and it was only $8 a bale and it was only a 10 minute drive away. Now imagine how incredible that would have been if I woke up, I literally only had one bale of hay left and God provided in the form of a, te- a guy who texted me who I was never expecting to hear from, that would have been the most incredible feeling to know that I had trusted and had faith because God made it very clear in my heart that he was gonna provide, but I failed to do so and I cost myself hundreds of dollars And I lost the joy of knowing that I had had faith, knowing that I waited for God and that he really did provide for me just in the nick of time. So listen, I'm kind of embarrassed to share this story and I kind of just want to forget about it because it frustrates me, but I think God has something for us to learn in this. And I just want to encourage you, my friend, that if God promised something to you, if God put something in your spirit, and if there's something that you've been bringing to God in prayer and you have faith that he's going to provide, I want you to hold on to that. Because sometimes, sometimes we feel faith so strongly. Sometimes God puts that thing in our heart and we just know, hey, this is God. He's going to provide. I can trust him. But then you wake up the next day and the feeling's not there. And that's when you really got to hold on to faith and know that, you know, God still got you. You know, even when you don't feel it, he's got you. So, so hold on to that and watch for his provision. Now, it's also very important to think about the fact that waiting on God is very different than waiting for God and just waiting around. See, waiting on someone, think about a waitress or a waiter at a restaurant. They wait on their guests, which means that they are constantly attentive to their guests' needs. They're constantly asking their guests what they can do for them. They're they're constantly serving them. They're doing their best to to help them in any way they can. And I think that's the same with waiting on God. You know, we're we're not just sitting around waiting around and hoping that something's going to drop out of the sky to help us. Like we're waiting on God, which means that we're constantly bringing our prayers and petitions to him. We're constantly seeing what we can do to be a part of you know, whatever it is that we're working towards. Like if you need a job, if you're praying for a job and you need a job, 
don't just sit around and do nothing, right? Like, put together a killer resume, go out and hand it out. And I don't mean just go and hand it out to a couple places. Like, go hand out 100 resumes a day if you got to. You know, do what it takes to claim that promise that God has for you. But don't make the mistake I did by making a decision out of anxiety instead of out of peace. Philippians 4 verse 6 to 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Now, when you look at the definition of uh, supplication, it actually means asking or begging with a humble and earnest heart. So that means coming before God and saying, like, God, I earnestly need your help with this. Like I'm, I'm humbly admitting that I cannot do this on my own and I'm, I'm surrendering this to you. It means even though you feel that anxiety, you come to God and you say, I'm surrendering this to you. This doesn't belong to me. I want you to bear my burden and I'm trusting you to provide. Now, maybe you haven't surrendered your cares. Maybe you're dwelling in worry and anxiety and, and you haven't really taken that chance to just stop what you're doing, put yourself someplace quiet and just say, God, I'm giving this to you. This is not something I want to hold on to anymore. And and invite him. If you, if you haven't brought your cares to God yet, invite him. God wants to be involved in, in your life. He cares about the tiniest details of our hearts. Uh, that's like my favorite verse is Psalm 37 verse 23 to 24, which says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. And though they stumble, they will never fall for the Lord holds them by the hand. He delights in every detail of your life, which means that you can come before the throne boldly with your requests. You can pour your heart out to God and, and talk to him about what's going on in your life and ask for his guidance, ask for his provision. I really do believe that he wants to be there for you and, and for me, but we've got to be able to um, walk out in faith. So I hope this has been an encouragement for you, my friend, and I, I kind of wish I didn't feel the need to share this story um, because <laughs> I feel like it was a dumb thing to do and I wish I had waited. But I, I know that God doesn't want me to beat myself up over this. I believe he wants this to be a lesson and I am looking forward to the next time that he invites me to step out in faith and I fully intend to do that wholeheartedly right down to the last bail. So I hope that this encourages you to do that as well, my friend. Uh, feel free to connect with us on social media. Leave a comment and let us know what you're waiting on God for. Or maybe tell us a story of how God worked in your life to provide when you um, trusted and had faith. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope this finds you well, my friend. And we will talk with you again very soon. Bye. That's it for today. Thanks for taking the time to listen in. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to our show and give us a rating. Until next time. Take care and God bless.